Hi, and welcome to Let's Get Clinical. Tips from the CRA Helper. Here is your host, Elizabeth Waddell. Hi, Elizabeth here, and welcome to episode 20, where I will address questions regarding monitoring visits. So a little bit of a different format today where I will start with some questions and jump in with the answers. So let's see. So what are the most common monitoring visits performed? And what is your favorite type of monitoring visit? (laughs) Well, the best way to answer these would be to run through the types of visits first, especially for those that are research naive and if this is new to you. Now remember, I'm only going to touch on the type of visits as my new course, CRA Foundation Training, goes into detail regarding this, reviewing every visit type, why they are required, and what specifically is to be performed at each. But to answer these questions, I will need to touch on the types of visits and their purpose. So to start off, in order for a sponsor or CRO to confirm if a site will be used for a study or not, a CRA will need to perform what's called a pre-study visit, a PSV. This is also known as a site selection visit, depending on what company you work for. And this visit is performed in order to determine if an investigator has the experience, the qualifications, the resources, the staff, the time, the facilities to properly conduct the study as well as having the appropriate patient population. Will they have the required subjects needed for the study? Now, this visit consists of a tour and lots of things for the CRA to confirm. It's a lot like an interview and a tour combined. So again, I will review all of the details, all of the information that's to be confirmed in my course, but I at least wanted to give an overview of the purpose of this visit. And then after the monitor reports all the findings from the visit and if the site would be recommended or not, the sites must actually be approved or selected by the sponsor in order to participate in the clinical trial. Now, once all the sites have been selected and they get to the SIV phase of the trial, the CRA will be notified when to schedule a site initiation visit, an SIV, with the site. Now, these typically occur after the site receives that initial IRB approval and the contract has been executed. Sometimes there may be exceptions to this, and sometimes they're not, as CRA sometimes are all packed up, ready to go out the door, heading to the airport, and they may receive a call that the visit needs to be rescheduled because maybe there's a hiccup with the IRB approval or maybe an issue with the contract, and then they have to reschedule that SIV. So sometimes that happens. But the visit is like the name, to initiate or to begin. So this visit will set a standard as you are training the site on all the intricacies of the study from the protocol, investigator responsibilities, safety reporting, IP, the vendors that are going to be used, all study procedures, CRF completion, and monitoring of the study. Now, another purpose, though, of the SIV is to confirm if the site is ready for activation and ready to start enrolling subjects. Now, depending on the study as well, the CRA may also perform initial review of the regulatory binder, study drug, and confirming study supplies received. And they also want to confirm, remember, want to make sure that the site is ready for activation in order to enroll subjects. So we need to also confirm, does that site staff have access to all the IBRS, the study systems, EDC, again, making sure they're ready for activation. And next are the routine monitoring visits, RMVs, or some companies may call these interim monitoring visits, IMVs. Again, just depends on the company. But your clinical monitoring plan, your CMP, will specify when that first RMV is to occur. 
So for example, once you're notified of that first subject screened, it may say that you have to perform that first monitoring visit within 10 days, but prior to randomization. So this first visit is usually a tight window, which is understandable as this is the site's first subject and you want to ensure they are truly eligible, meeting all of the inclusion criteria and no exclusion criteria. So it's very important that these visits are on time and per the CMP. And there have been times where upon review, I've been out there for that first monitoring visit and I've realized the subject is not truly eligible and then they had to be screen filled. So that is why it is very understandable of that tight turnaround time where you have to get out there and monitor that first subject. Now, all the subsequent visits will be specified in the CMP as well. So for example, after that first monitoring visit, then maybe every subsequent visit thereafter may have to be performed, say, every six to eight weeks. And these are called monitoring visit intervals. Now, per GCPs, the purpose of monitoring visits is to ensure the rights and well-being of human subjects are protected. Remember, subject safety, data integrity is the most important, and that study data is accurate, complete and verifiable from source documents. And we also must verify that the study is being conducted in compliance with the protocol, GCPs, and regulatory requirements. So there are so many tasks that CRAs must perform at these visits in order to confirm this information, which again, I review in detail during CRA foundation training. These visits include so much from consent and HIPAA review, source review, CRF review, which includes SDR, SDV, review of study drug, the reg binder, study supplies, continued assessment of the adequacy of the site, and so much more. And your CMP will specify all that is to be performed as well. Now, lastly, the closeout visits, the COVs. These typically occur when study conduct is no longer being conducted and the database is locked. However, there are times when a site may be closed due to no subject enrollment, for example. But the purpose of this one is like the name. You want to ensure the site is ready for closure. So the CRA will perform that final reconciliation of study documents and ensure that the PI is aware of regulatory obligations after closure and more. So in a nutshell, each site will have one PSV, one SIV, and one COV, but the RMV, those routine monitoring visits can go in the double digits depending on the length of the study and the monitoring intervals. So for example, I have my site that has their PSV, then they'll have their SIV when they're initiated, and then for that maintenance phase of the trial, I'll be performing all these routine monitoring visits, and again, I could perform, for example, say 15 RMVs for that particular site, that particular study, and then at the end, I'll perform one COV to close them. So to answer the question, the most visits I have conducted are those routine monitoring visits because you perform so many more for each site during the trial. Now, my favorite would have to be, and this is hard because I kind of like different things about all of them, but I would first probably pick PSVs, the pre-study visits, because with my experience with CNS studies, most sites I would visit were private practice or research facilities. So most of my pre-study visits would average about three hours. So I would be prepared with my checklist. I knew everything that I needed to do, every area I needed to visit, and I would just go to the site and I would knock the visit out. So again, about three hours on average. So when I compare that with a routine monitoring visit, that could be one full day or multiple days, depending on your CMP design. And there's so much to review and so little time. When you compare those two, I would definitely probably pick a PSV. (laughs) And I like SIVs too, because remember, site initiation visits, that involves training. And you know, I love to train. So I do like SIVs as well. 
And those on average for my CNS studies could be anywhere from four to six hours. So again, it wasn't a full day. Again, involved lots of training, which I love to do. So I do love SIVs as well. And then when it comes to COVs, those closeout visits, if you have a low enrolling site, for example, and you are so caught up, including all that ISF and TMF reconciliation, like you are so far ahead, if you have to return study drug, you have all that completed already, then you go to conduct your COV, your closeout visit, then because you're so far ahead, this prepares you when it comes time to your closeout visit. So when you get to your COV, it goes a whole lot smoother, so much easier. And sometimes those are even shorter because you prepared so much in advance. So sometimes these aren't as bad either. And there are things I like about RMVs too. I like monitoring, but when you're traveling like 14 years nonstop, I do tend to like the shorter visits. <laughs> and it was funny with PSVs and SIVs. I used to think, man, I wish they had CRAs dedicated to initiating sites, or maybe they would be with study startup and perform PSVs, pre-study visits, site selection visits for studies. And I actually have seen some job opportunities at some companies where they do have CRAs that are dedicated to performing initiation visits. So I thought that was so cool. So wow, I have been going on and on. I've only gotten through two questions for the time I have allotted on this episode. So I do hope that these examples and running through the types of visits have been helpful. And if you like what you hear, hit subscribe. And also, like I mentioned, my new course, CRA Foundation Training, will cover all the types of visits in detail, the purposes for each, and the monitoring tasks required at each. And I also have checklist templates for each type of visit for you to use, and will teach you step-by-step how to perform the different monitoring procedures. So check it out on my website. You can learn more at thecrahelper.com. I pray you guys are safe out there, and I look forward to our time together during the next episode. Until next time.